Hey gang, and welcome back to another episode of the Digital Discussions Unfiltered podcast. Today, I'm going to keep it really short and sweet. It's a very solo episode from me, but we are now at the beginning of November, and in the UK, we have just found out that we are going into a second lockdown because of the global pandemic that is currently happening. And so with it being November, close to Christmas, I had a really interesting conversation last week with a current client about Black Friday. And I just wanted to very quickly share my thoughts, and I'll try and keep it brief, I promise, about how small businesses can get the most from Black Friday because I totally empathise with the fact that, that, you know, as small businesses, we don't have the big marketing budgets, we don't have the resources that the big corporates have and that can be a real kind of tough pill to swallow sometimes and I think more so now than ever when, you know, money is pretty key for survival and we're seeing you know unemployment and we're seeing just it's just not a nice world to live in right now I think you'd probably agree and so I just kind of wanted to use my previous kind of ex-corporate e-commerce executive brain and share my thoughts and feelings about Black Friday and if you have a small business especially a product-based business how you can how I think that you should be using Black Friday. Now, I know that Black Friday has always kind of been that, oh, I I don't, I can't compete, so I'm probably not going to do anything. And I hear that all the time. And I get it. I really do get it. I think we would all kind of be having to live in kind of a dream world if we understood that we don't have as much wiggle room as some of the big players do. But I don't think that that means that Black Friday should be a write-off for small businesses because, as I say, especially nowadays, I think it's becoming more and more apparent that people are waking up to the fact of supporting independence, supporting small businesses and indie businesses and creative businesses because we can finally see what impact that has and the fact that, you know, that card maker, that candle maker whatever it is that you do and sell, you have a little happy dance every time a sale comes in. You're not kind of Jeff Bezos who's kind of just sat in his mansion piling out the money. And so for me, I genuinely think that if you're in a position where you can take a bit of a risk, but I genuinely think it would pay off and kind of think long-term rather than short-term, then I don't think that you should write off Black Friday. And here's why. Personally, if I had a product-based business right now, I don't. (laughs) Who knows what the future holds. If I had a product-based business, I very much know from experience, from research, and if you didn't know, I'm going to share it with you, that it is so much cheaper, more cost-effective, more time-effective, to turn your current customers into repeat buyers in quite literally every sense of the word. So from marketing to them, you know, once you kind of get somebody to buy into you, to buy into your brand and your products, 
it's highly, highly likely that they're more likely to become a repeat buyer than they are to not. And actually, if we think about the time and the money and the resource that we spend trying to attract all of these new people, whether that's, you know, through advertising, whether that's through influencer marketing, whether that's through SEO, email marketing, social, posting on Instagram, how much time do you actually spend trying to attract all of these new customers versus how much time you actually spend trying to turn the people that have already bought from you into repeat buyers? Because I think it's a trick that a lot of people miss. And there's been a bit of a uh, a research that I've found, and I'm going to pop this on a blog post over on my website, lornascully.com. And it says that actually it can cost five times more to attract a new customer than it does to retain an existing one. Now, I don't know about you, but I think right about now, we're all kind of trying to squeeze our belts a little bit tighter. And I'm very much about working smarter, not harder. And so I think if there's any way of being able to save some money and get the most out of what you're doing in terms of marketing, then you absolutely should be doing it. And so for me, and as I say, this comes off the back of a conversation I had with a current client about how we're going to be approaching Black Friday for her, I... I feel quite controversial saying it, but, and I I can already sense that some people are going to be like, oh no, I can't do that. Just hear me out. So I think small businesses can really benefit from taking part in Black Friday. And there are some caveats to this as well, which I will go through in a minute. (laughs) Um, But they can really benefit from taking part in Black Friday with a mindset of acquiring long-term customers. So this is not about taking part in Black Friday to make a ton of money and to go and buy a new Range Rover. That's not how I'm approaching this or how I think you should approach this. What I'm saying is, could you run a Black Friday sale of some description that in the short term has a bit of an impact in terms of money, but in the long term has a much bigger impact in terms of your customer base and therefore your repeat customers, which obviously has a knock-on effect to your profits. Just a thought. And so the way I kind of wanted to try and explain this is very much around, you know, regardless of how you price your products, there is there is a lot of kind of caveats to this, especially in that, you know, I don't know what your profit margins are. I don't know if you price things based on markup or margins. But essentially, let's say for argument's sakes that you're currently selling, I don't know, t-shirts. That seems to be my go-to example. So you're currently selling t-shirts for £20 each and they cost you to do whatever you're doing, whether you're embroidering them whether you make the t-shirts, design the t-shirts, whatever it is, they cost you £5. So for that example, you're working at a 75% margin or a 300% markup. I'll pop the equations of how that kind of works over on the blog because I get that not everybody kind of gets that, but it's very much dependent on how you price things. 
But for me, in terms of Black Friday, if you can take a bit of a hit and actually sit and say, okay, you know, under no circumstances am I saying make a loss. That's not where I'm going with this. However, if you could say, okay, I'm going to run a three-day, four-day, seven-day Black Friday sale that, you know, is going to attract people that are kind of intrigued by my products, might have shown a bit of an interest, might follow you on Instagram, might have pinned some of your product images on Pinterest, might be a follower on Facebook, might have replied to one of your Instagram stories, given you their email address, whatever it is. If you can say, okay, I'm going to take a hit and instead of a 75% margin, I'm going to take a 25% margin. Or instead of a 300% markup, I'm actually only going to have a 100% markup, which means your sale price would be about £10. If you can do that and just kind of think long term rather than short term, because in the short term, you're going to make less money. As I said, this is not about creating... Um, loss leaders this is not about making a loss on the products that you're selling or undermining your time again another caveat in terms of brand and messaging and the brand that you're trying to build you know I know some brands um, and some CEOs that outright refuse to run any sales whatsoever or they'll run one sale a year and it's never at the same kind of time so people can't preempt it And that's purely down to the fact that they're trying to build their brand at a certain level. You know, if we think about high-end designer brands, Louis Vuitton, Chanel, whatever it is, how often do you see massive sale signs across all of their kind of product imagery and and their website and their stores and all that kind of stuff? It's very rare. So it's very much one thing I would take into consideration that you need to take into consideration is where is your brand positioning? You know, are you top end? If you are, then maybe you don't want to get involved in Black Friday. If it's very much kind of about cash flow, about building a brand, about putting food on the table, building a business that you absolutely love, and again, thinking longevity, then maybe this is something to consider. As I say, it's, it's probably not right for everybody, but for me, it's almost about thinking, okay, for four days, I can half my prices, get client, get customers in, buying the product. Yes, I'll make a little bit less money for now, but then also having a plan of action coming out the other side of that to make sure that you actually do turn them into repeat customers and you don't miss out on that opportunity And that could look like a whole host of things. So that could be, you know, when they purchase, can you get them to sign up to your email list and then build that relationship with them over the next couple of weeks, couple of months and turn them into a repeat customer? Because as I say, once you kind of get somebody to buy into you once, it's highly likely that they're going to turn into a repeat customer. And, you know, a lot of this a lot of the things that I talk about, the clients that I work with are very much e-commerce product-based businesses. But I think in a roundabout way, you could almost package this for service-based businesses in that, you know, could you offer 
whether it is a service, so you're exchanging your time for money, could you offer a discount if people purchase within a certain time frame? Again, not to undervalue your time. But you know, with everything that's gone on this year, you may have pivoted, we all love that word, and created some ebooks or a course. You know, could you offer a discount on that so that it doesn't undervalue your ongoing time? That it's on a product that you've already spent the time, the money, the resource, the energy creating. Could you offer a slight discount just to get people through the door and then turn them into a repeat customer afterwards and really have a plan of action of how you do that afterwards? So, as I said, totally promised, short and sweet episode. I was putting together the blog post and I just thought, there's probably going to be something that comes out of my mouth, that comes out of my brain when I'm talking about it rather than writing about it. So I wanted to put it together as a very quick podcast episode. I hope you found it helpful. If you did, I would like to ask you a massive favour to leave me a review in the podcast store. And if you just wanted to pop me a DM on Instagram, say hey, I would absolutely love to hear from you. If I can help in any way, shape or form, then please feel free to DM me and I will get that blog post up and over on the website, lornascully.com ASAP. So yeah, short and sweet, that's it from me. I hope you have a lovely rest of your week and I'll speak to you really soon.